0: Hey everyone, it's me Shimon and welcome to episode 15 of yet another tech podcast. This week I've got Ricky Villacres from GSM Arena. We'll be talking about OnePlus 7 series pre-launch discussions, 5G, Oppo Reno, Galaxy Fold being recalled, Tesla, and much, much more. So hop along the ride, this is going to be really amazing. Oh hey, just a quick heads up, our whole conversation was about two and a half hours long, but uh, I had to chop it down to half of its length. But don't worry, it's still cohesive, it's still informative, and I'm sure you'll have fun. So yeah, just carry on. So for those who might
1: not know you, why don't you introduce yourself? All right, well, hello, I am Ricky uh, I'm Ricky Villacrez. I work for GSM Arena uh, just over three years. I write news, I attend events, I do hands-on, um, I basically create some content for GSM Arena, And this is actually, believe it or not, my first gig in this industry. I just completely came out of nowhere. Uh, Before that, I was doing retail at Best Buy. I moved to New York. I didn't know what I was going to do there. I had the idea of starting a YouTube channel, like tech YouTube related. And then when I was reapplying for my Samsung job, I found uh, an opening. Before the interview, I was gonna be asked about the Note 5 most likely at the time for the Samsung job. And of course, I had to look up specs. And when I look up Note Five specs, I see GSM Arena, and there was a banner that said they they were hiring in New York. So I applied for that one too, and I was, and then I got both offers, the same weekend. And I was like, wow, this is happening. So, <laughs> so I lived in New York for two years. I I have since moved back to my hometown in South Florida. So I'm. Originally from South Florida, I have a Peruvian descent. Both my parents are Peruvian, so I got that. I got that very spoiled palate. I very picky eater. <laughs> I'll eat a lot of stuff, but I like certain stuff a certain way. Cause my yeah. But anyway, but anyway, yeah. That's that's pretty much me in a nutshell. We will discuss about food later. <laughs> oh yes, I have plenty to discuss about food. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't recollect this, but did you go uh, to MWC this year?
1: No, I did not. So, I didn't go to MWC this year, so I didn't get that first humongous wave of phones that were launched, like LG, Samsung. I didn't go to the Samsung event either. Um, mm-hmm. What else? I, I don't even remember. It's just, it feels like it was been forever. It was like two months <laughs> ago. Um, what, what else was launched? The uh, The Mate X was announced. The P30 yes. also was announced since then. Uh, but no i did not go to mwc myself but i was at ces um Mm -hmm. where you know not too much was announced on the mobile front yeah so the reason
0: i was asking was did you get your hands on the samsung galaxy fold like in a press briefing or something i
1: did not myself um because i'm based in the us i am basically their satellite worker for Jason marina so um Uh You know, if there's European events going on, they'll usually attend those, and then I'm just left behind. <laughs> so, so, no, I did not get any hands-on with Galaxy Fold at all, but we do have, well, yeah, I think we still have it. We do have one at the office, so we do do a review and a hands-on and get some more, um, you know, some time with it as well.
0: Oh, it's still not here in India, and I'm pretty sure it's not going to show up in India anytime soon because galaxy fold
1: postponed
0: yes they postponed the launch and I must say Samsung as a brand only they can afford this kind of situation you know like even when the note 7 the infamous note 7 thing happened only Samsung can come out of that fiasco like had it been any other brand they would have ceased to exist what do you think
1: yeah, it's funny that you mentioned the Note 7 because I actually was on a po- another podcast. I was on the Pocket Now podcast talking about that same topic about the recalls of the Note 7 and the battery <laughs> explosions and stuff. But yeah, I mean, here's the thing though. Samsung I commend Samsung for taking such a huge risk releasing this $2000 phone and, you know, going through basically this experimental product phase that unfortunately, you know, it didn't, it's not going well right now. Um, they did uh, issue a statement that they're indefinitely postponing the launch of the phone until they can figure out what they're going to do. They even recalled review units that outlets had because some of those also showed some, um, some signs of weakness or, you know, whatever they wanted to research on those things. Um, but Samsung is since the Note 7, they've learned how to deal with these things, you know, immediate responses, immediate releases, immediate, uh, I guess, I guess, immediate statements or acknowledgements of these problems. And um, I, you know, Samsung will bounce back. Samsung is a huge company and they've gone through this before. And I think, uh, I think that was worse than this because there was fire yes. involved, <laughs> Yeah, you know? I agree. But because uh, the
0: Ford isn't really affecting anyone fatally that's but true. If you go towards Note 7, it was literally exploding. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Playing with fire there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've learned since then.
0: Yes. And talking about like foldables and all, don't you think Matex completely blew Galaxy Fold across the park in less, less than four days? The difference was four days, right, between the launch of announcement of Galaxy
1: Fold and Mate X. Yes, because Samsung announced it at their event that they sp- strategically planned in San Francisco like three days before MWC. So all the journalists were mad when they had to fly all the way out to San Francisco and then fly all the way out to Barcelona to attend MWC. So I do remember that. I and mean, thankfully, I was not the one doing all that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, they did. I mean, Samsung wanted to, you know beat them to the punch and beat everybody at mwc to the punch so they made their event before and then yeah huawei announced their mate x at uh mwc and um it's actually ironic because samsung criticized huawei for having their (laughs) display folded on the outside and they said that it's better on the inside because it'll be more protected so wow wow (laughs) That, that did backfire at them.
0: Mm. So, according to my understanding, it's like the reason it's failing is because dust particles are getting inside the top layer, like top protective film, and people were like removing it because it seemed like a screen protector.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were two yeah. occasions that you know, these, these displays were failing and, you know, one of them was just, I guess, from defects or like you said, from particles getting inside. Another one was from people removing this protective layer that, you know, anybody would think is a regular pre-installed factory protector that a lot of phones come with, particularly Chinese phones. Um, but I also saw iFixit's teardown, and they had a couple theories on what could possibly be causing these um, these failures of the displays. And basically, there's been, because there's no ingress protection. You know, there's no tight tolerances on the Galaxy Fold because it's not waterproof and it's a first-generation product. So they're saying that particles and debris are getting lodged in the hinge and then that's causing these displays to just fail upon, you know, folding these things.
0: Yeah, that's pretty um, understandable for a first-gen product, don't you think? I do. yeah. If we go towards second-gen or third-generation products, they'll be massively different from this, what we have right now. Like, even if you ask me, Madex kind of seems to be a Gen 2 product for me. <laughs> like, if, if okay. we just have a look at it, or even the Xiaomi prototype, which bends from both sides, even
1: that looks more elegant than Galaxy Fold. Maybe they're just waiting around to see what Samsung does and then trying to be like, oh, now they're scrambling because, oh, is our going to do the same thing? You know, are we going to have the same prob- problems that Samsung is? And I think even, isn't the Huawei Made Access Display going to be a Samsung OLED panel? I think that's also the ironic part. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another, another factor being, since the screen is on the
0: outside and the screen is made up of plastic, it's going to get scratched up really quickly. Yeah. Because that's the only surface which is getting in touch with the other surfaces. So it can attract dust, anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, once people get their hands on it, it's going to be scratched at level four (laughs) i
1: i i can't wait to see i can't wait to see until they figure out bendable glass which gorilla glass uh corning is apparently working on already and they still need like two more years but they're apparently developing already this um you know uh this really thin layer of glass that you can you know bend to a certain radius and then you know that's when we'll be really seeing these I guess uh, foldable form factor takeoff, if that is the direction that we're going to go at all at this point because we don't even know what (laughs) what turn the industry is going to go you know yeah right like if
0: you turn back the time and just check out frome's phone four years ago massive difference did you ever think four years ago that your phone will have a pop-up camera (laughs) um did did you even think like out of your sheer imagination like hey camera would turn up from the behind or somewhere
1: I don't know I mean I feel like (laughs) well okay I mean there have been some experiments with that kind of like camera you know form factor changing like I don't know if you remember the OPPO N1 yeah from a while back OPPO N1 which had the flipping it had a flipping camera it would flip from the back to the front so you could take a selfie with the same camera and then you know just going back to even feature phones sliders you know, um, or rotating cameras, rotating cameras that were inside of, you know, in the hinge, you know, those were the times of innovative form factor, innovative design things. And now with these metal slabs, we're getting something, you know, there's a little bit less room to play with, I guess, because that's just the form factor that everybody has adopted as the norm these days. So I'm really excited yeah. to see where these foldable devices will get us in terms of form factor, usability, and um, practicality, you know, and and what, I guess, it's going to push the limits of what people are going to pay for these things.
0: All right. So hypothetically speaking, what would be your ideal foldable device would be like? Oh, man, I didn't know this was
1: coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> So my ideal, full, okay, I'll tell you my ideal foldable device. I, I think I'd rather have a clamshell that flips down like, the, like, a, mm-hmm. like, a, like a flip phone did. Like, I guess kind of mm-hmm. like what the Razer is rumored to be. I think that's my ideal th- smartphone because I still like it to be small. I don't, I personally don't find the need to have a f- smartphone fold into a tablet. Because I well normally like first of all I don't use tablets I don't have a tablet so Same. I I don't I don't find the use for it um, and you know if if I'm gonna be able to use a tablet use my phone as a tablet I want to have the speakers to pair with it like I want these loud speakers I can show people this video or whatever um, I just don't see myself using this and then you're gonna see this playback like three years from now when I have a foldable phone and I'm talking. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I'm trying. Yeah, like I said, I mean they, my ideal use case for a smartphone would be one that I can have, you know, my standard tall display and then I can flip it down, put it in my pocket and it's, you know, it's away and out of the way.
0: And that yeah, way, you know, I'm, it's
1: it's just closed and I'm not looking at it. I guess it's another thing. <laughs> yeah. Then
0: you'll be just opening it up again and again, oh, did I receive a notification? No, I didn't. <laughs>
1: But Maybe I did. <laughs> but I think if I had a phone that folded, I would be I would be fidgeting with it so much. I would be like opening <laughs> and closing it all day long. Like
0: <laughs> that's what I used to do with those Nokia phones back in the day with the sliding ones. Mm-hmm. And that that usually ended up into, you know, just scratching the motherboard on the inside. <laughs> that was like the
1: most common issues with those. But yeah, worth it. I used to have a flip phone that was an LG. It was an LG. It was called LG Fusic. And Fusic? Fusic. Oh, never. It was a Fusic. Oh. It was a Sprint exclusive back when carriers used to do, you know, manufacture exclusives. They used to have the model specifically for that carrier. And it had a it had a music player on the outside. But anyway, the whole point of it was it used to have a little, on the back, it used to have a little release that would, like, the whole battery pack would come off. And in my pocket, mm. I would constantly play with that with that release switch and I would constantly be pulling my battery out of my phone. Like just because it was just like something to fidget with in my pocket. And then I would open my phone and I'd be like, Oh, it's off. I have to turn it back on. Cause I, I pulled the battery out. <laughs>
0: yeah. so, do you kind of miss removable batteries from smartphones or you're like happy? Okay.
1: Finally, there are no moving parts. Anymore? Do I miss removable batteries? Not personally. Um, the practicality though, of being able to swap your battery to from zero to 100% was awesome, and I do miss, I kind of miss that. I remember the last one I used to do that with was, oh man, so in global markets, it was called the Motorola Electrify, mm-hmm. and in Sprint, it was called the Motorola Photon 4G because it had WiMAX connectivity, and that battery wow. was terrible. The battery life was <laughs> terrible. It would last me like not, like half a day, just half a day. It could not ever oh. go past half a day. So in that case, yeah, I needed another battery to swap it out so I could have the rest of my charge on it. But you know nowadays that batteries would. last you know day, day and a half. So it's okay, yeah. I guess.
0: You know? <laughs> 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 because personally, you know, I've never used um, a secondary battery. Like even when I had a removal battery smartphone. Sorry, it's a normal phone, not a smartphone. But but still, I would never use a secondary battery because I was like, hey, why use a secondary battery when you can charge it? So I did hear people, you know, they're saying when uh, LG G5 came out, everybody was like, oh, yay, we finally have a removal battery again. Mm-hmm. But never saw anybody using that
1: in real life. Oh, man, the G5. The, the concept was great, but the execution yes. was terrible. Like... It was, oh. it required, uh, no, I don't even, I don't even know why they did that. <laughs> Let's not go there in the dark times. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and that's kind of a, a recurring theme with LG smartphones.
1: Oh my if gosh. Do something. Actually, yeah, you do something, segue for never that. Up. The, the one, you want to do one of these on your phone? And, and one of these? <laughs> I don't, I don't, okay. I, more Have power. you set up the hand
0: it's called hand ID, right, or vein ID. So
1: the, ha- the, the, okay, so this is the G8. This is actually the yeah. G8. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it. And hand ID does not work. It just, <laughs> it's just terrible. Wow, like, first of all, the, the, the wake up gesture to wake the phone up is, you're supposed to cover the screen, and then when you, when you lift your hand, it's supposed to wake up. That works never. <laughs> And then my phone is sitting on the desk, you know, while I'm working, and it's constantly like, the screen's constantly coming on, because there's movement around it, and I I, I finally disabled it yesterday, because it was driving me nuts, (laughs) but hand ID, you know, it has this indicator where it's like, move closer, oh, move further, oh, move up a little bit, and then it's like, I can't see, touch to try again, I'm just like, let me just put my fingerprint on here at that point, like, it's just, it doesn't... I'm gonna be ranting about this on Nox Equator now, but it just doesn't add any convenience at all. It's just a cool party trick, I think. And I don't see any practical use for it. No. Like I think so that Do you think that like, it's a
0: cool party trick or something which is way too
1: early right now? I think it's a cool party trick for all of ten minutes until people forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does seem like that. Like,
0: when it works, it looks really cool. Uh-huh. Like, hey, you can just do that and then turn the volume up or down. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But then when it doesn't work, which is like always, I guess,
1: and then it's a bummer. <laughs> and then, uh, well, ah, like, <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, the idea is cool. The concept is cool. It's just not practical. It's just not executed well. But, you know. But you know what? Boom, boom. LG, LG tried something new. You know, they took a risk. Yes. And we can commend them for that. But that's about it. <laughs> I don't I don't see the hand ID making it to the V50, V60 or whatever's next or the G9 I just don't I just don't understand why they would bring it back you never know I,
0: I, and easy. I don't
1: and I don't maybe they, maybe they'll update it over the next three months and it'll be the most amazing thing ever to add more features I don't know but at this point <laughs> I don't see it in the future
0: yeah, what if Apple implements it then be revolutionary
1: If Apple implemented hand (laughs) ID, the thing is face ID is already so convenient Mm -hmm. because it's you're already looking at your phone. It's just, Oh, there it is. You know, I, I don't, I don't know what's Apple going to authenticate next. You know, your I don't know. (laughs) Literally your
0: palm, like once you're holding the device based on your grip. You never know. I, I, don't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let's stick with Face ID. Together. Sure. Face ID, face ID works for me. Yeah. So talking about Face ID and all those front-facing cameras, uh-huh. let's talk about Oppo Reno. Yes, Oppo uh, Reno. Then that shark fin uh, camera pop-out seems pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, it's a totally different take on the periscope popping up camera you know instead of just like a uh, uh. so i didn't so forgive me i didn't actually uh look through the oppos i wasn't at the event <laughs> my, my my boss actually went <laughs> to the event but the shark fin is it like a spring loaded is it also motorized it is motorized it is motorized spring loaded okay yeah, yeah. that would be cool if it was spring Otherwise loaded it, though <laughs> it would be a bit fragile though don't but, you think mm.
0: I mean, and you would literally fidget with it all day long, like, release, then put it back.
1: <laughs> release again, and then put it back. But what about if the motor could, you know, like, load the spring, Let and then lose. the release is just like a, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who Time knows? It would have
0: been fun, I guess, but, you know, you never know.
1: So, yeah. The, launched, this is the like, this sh- two, two variants, right? There so are two variants. the 10 zoom variant, and then the standard one. Yeah, so the standard one does not have a 10x zoom periscope camera that the, it's literally, is it literally called Reno 10x zoom? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's one for the hall of fame of names of Chinese folks. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a, there's a 16 megapixel camera in this selfie, um, I guess in this, in this, you know, shark fin. But mm-hmm. what I also like about that shark fin is that they took advantage of the backside of it as well. By putting the flash for the rear camera, and I think mm. that just makes sense um to you know use that has... space for something
0: Wait, I thought that was an error in the render because is I was it? thinking like that that flash would be for the front side because it already has a flashlight
1: below the periscope camera, right, or is it just a logo? no, I don't see I mean in the renders, let me see the hands on I don't see one in the renders <laughs> but <laughs> Let me check the hands-on because i don't know if Oppo made a mistake in their because own renders that would be kind of yeah you know,
0: like, because don't you, are, you think know? that it'll be odd like
1: even when you want to use flash from the rear camera the shock fin would come out i mean that's yeah that's the whole point it's like you know when you're gonna take a picture you see this like and you're like whoa <laughs> you <know? laughs> uh, so there's no flash on the front um i you know there's no flash on the wow. front there's a camera and i think it. I, I'm I'm assuming a ToF sensor there as well. Wow. And um but on the back there is the flash rear facing flash dual LED flash for the rear camera.
0: Nice, sounds pretty nice to me. Yeah. So I'm not sure when when they will be launching it in India. I'm not sure if they will launch at all, but hey I wouldn't mind checking it out.
1: Oppo <laughs> devices make it to India, right? Yes, yes. they do. Yeah, yes
0: they do. Okay. But then this is uh, a sub brand like Xiaomi's Redmi series, right. Poco series.
1: Yeah, and then okay, yes, and then the Oppo has the uh, Realme, right? Yeah, Realme. 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 Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not too familiar with what you know, what is and what isn't <laughs> for sale in India. Uh, we don't get much over here in the states. Oh man, you're missing out on all
0: these cheap phones. We are. Yeah, ge- amazing, we're missing man. out on
1: all the cheap phones, all the all the Chinese phones. We don't get over here because the government's just. Um, I don't know. The government's the government. Import- and there's nothing we can do about it. So <laughs> import them from
0: China, <laughs> right? Made in China, designed Dude. in
1: California. Apple, you know. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but talking about Poco phone, uh, did you get a chance to try it out? I I only held it when I went to the office in Bulgaria. Um, I didn't actually uh, test it myself, but I did like see it. I mean, the build was fairly nice. It wasn't. It didn't scream cheap. You know, it was well built. Um, uh, considering, like, did you use the Kevlar back one
0: or the normal plastic one?
1: I don't remember.
0: I, I, if it felt, if it felt okay, it must have been the armored. The Kevlar, Kevlar, one? Kevlar one. It probably was. Because the
1: plastic one feels cheap. If that's the one that they gave to reviewers, it's probably the one that I held. Yeah. Yeah,
0: they were smart. They gave out the. You're gonna give the nicer one to reviewers, one. of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the normal plastic one feels kind of cheap. But hey, you can't complain because for the price, what you're getting, jeez, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah.
1: So this okay. Oppo Reno 10x zoom has a 130 millimeter telephoto lens, which is what they call a 10x zoom. And there's a six, there's also a 16 millimeter ultra wide. So there's an ultra wide. This is basically the P30 for Oppo, basically. Yeah. Except it uses a yes. Snapdragon and not a Kirin. Um, yeah. I didn't even see what kind of display does this have. It has a AMOLED, but it's marginally dimmer, according to our hands-on, uh, than the P30 Pro. But it doesn't have that P30 dual Pro curve. P30 Pro is nice. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't held the P30 Pro either. It's all done in Europe, <laughs> so I don't have one. The last, the only, the newest thing I have is the, the G8. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares about. <laughs> so
0: so uh, it was launched. Like last week, I guess, in uh, India, and man,
1: that phone is n- noise. <laughs> Not even like it's noise. <laughs> I've been using but the Mate 20 Pro for a while, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I like it a lot. But yeah, I'm excited to check out eventually the the P30 Pro, and uh, test that that camera, that uh that, t- that 10 times camera. That's crazy. Yeah. I think
0: I saw a poll on Twitter, somebody shared, like, uh, would you rather have the capability to zoom into pictures, Mm -hmm. like 10x zoom, or would you rather have
1: better quality pictures? No, I'd rather have better quality pictures. Yeah, same here. But I would also like some kind of zoom. I would rather
0: have an ultra-wide lens instead of a telephoto lens. Because I never feel the need uh-huh. to like zoom into a picture. Like, hey, I see a building over there. Let me
1: let me just go into stalker mode and <laughs> zoom into the building. I definitely think that zooming gives you a different. I mean, obviously, it gives you a different focal length, so you can get a different yes. perspective on your images. But I think I don't think it needs to be more than like, like the like the Huawei's the three times zoom. I think that's perfect. three times hybrid I think is perfect for taking. You know, a different, uh, I guess, field of view, a different framing of your subject, of a person. Normally, for people, like people, you want to take a nice portrait shot. Because when you take a photo of somebody and you see, like, you know, more than half their body, you're like, eh, okay, that photo's alright. Like, at least for me, that's what I see. Because, like, you know, when you, you use a when you use a professional camera, you're using the you're using a, a portrait lens, you're using a fifty millimeter, or you're using maybe even an eighty millimeter. So, you want that you want that drama you want that zoom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love my 50 millimeter prime lens oh so nice but what, I kind of regret not getting the 35 millimeter. Which uh, camera are you shooting with? A full so I'm currently using my uh, Nikon D3300. I know it's an entry-level camera but I'm going to upgrade soon but the lens. I what
1: kind of sensor does it have? Is it an APS-C or is it a full? APS-C. APS-C. Yeah, okay. APS-C. I used to have so the a- 50
0: millimeter goes in uh, gets transformed into thirty five millimeters. I'm like, oh, that's a lot. But oh, the pictures are so good. Yeah. Um,
1: I used to use a T3i, a Canon T3i, uh, which mm-hmm. I think is the Rebel 6 or Rebel 1i6. I don't remember what the global naming was. Yeah. That, that was the American, I think, marketing for it, the Rebel, e, whatever. Mm. But um, I'm now using a Panasonic uh, Lumix G7, which has an even mm-hmm. smaller... Uh, as an even smaller sensor, it's a micro four thirds.
0: Oh, yeah. I
1: see. Yeah. So, but the crop factor is about is actually half. So, like, or I think double. So, if I'm using a twenty, I have a twenty millimeter pancake lens, and mm. that it's equivalent to a forty millimeter, you know, standard lens. So it's just oh, it's just double. That- it's easier to calculate that way. Um, <laughs> but the bokeh is just not it's just not good it's not it's not enough like i have the a 1.7 aperture and it's just Mm -hmm. not enough it's not enough aperture um marvin my partner has a a sony a7s2 and oh my gosh that bokeh is so (laughs) nice it's so so soft oh it's awesome uh sometimes i shoot with that camera and um, Mm -hmm. it, it it just comes out much nicer my mate 20 pro video was shot entirely on that camera
0: Sweet, because I was contemplating to get into mirrorless uh, cameras. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, like, should I go for a mirrorless camera because that's obviously the future, or should I just invest in a better DSLR?
1: So I'm like, okay, let's see how it pans out. So I love Panasonic's controls. The variety of controls, just there's just every control imaginable on it. There's a touchscreen on it. It's you know, um. And the Sony is just the complete opposite. It's just <laughs> menus, and then you have to press this, this, and this to get to this setting. It's just, I don't, it's not intuitive at all. Um, but I, I think I used, one time I borrowed uh, a GH4 and it, it got really good video compared to my G7. It's a lower, for, a lower quality version of the, of the um, GH4. GH4. So the G- so I would look, like me personally, I might look for the GH5 or the GH4 for my next camera. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Sony's pictures are really good as well. And then there's also the Canon EOS, but I th- I'm hearing mixed yes. feelings about it because I think it lacks features.
0: Yeah, so I was looking into EOS RP. So the EOS R is the higher-end mirrorless camera okay. and then RP is the a little bit cheaper camera, although it's still $1200. Okay. <laughs> still, yeah. So when I was talking with Haro, he was swearing um, about Panasonic cameras. Like they are amazing. He's using GH4 or GH5. I forgot. He's but just, yeah. Okay. He's using
1: one of those. Yeah. I know for sure. He yeah. He's Panasonic.
0: using Panasonic. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he was like, hey, you can also go for Panasonic. Okay. I have to keep that in mind.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just for what we do. I love the Panasonic because it just, it's so easy. To use all of it not because of how not because it's of, of use but because there's controls for everything there's programmable mm-hmm. buttons there's like six program there's like six programmable buttons and there's like five more virtual buttons that are just accessible on the touch screen like that are all programmable. Damn. yeah that's nice and i think that their um their connect their smartphone connectivity for like remote usage mm-hmm. is so much better than sony's but then again i think sony have to buy their remote app so that it works the way you want it to, because Sony. I, I don't own one, but yeah, I yeah. guess
0: that's how it works.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty useful, the, the mobile app. It's, it works okay, um, but it does most of everything you do. You can control ISO, control shutter speed, um, you can start and stop the camera. Um, just on mine, because it's, it's Wi-Fi, I have to manually reconnect every time I restart the camera. It was a pretty, I got a pretty good deal on the camera, so it's all right. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Once you get a pretty deal, hey, you can't complain about it. Right? It's nice. <laughs>
0: Since we're talking about Huawei phones, let's talk about Mate 20X. Okay. Sure. The 5G, the 5G smartphones, you know, this is the year of 5G where you will just end up paying 5G tax, like, hey, this is the phone. It's expensive because 5G. Yeah. So has 5G rolled out
1: in your area yet? Like the 5G-E thing, which it, is like not 5G, but H, 5G? So it's funny because my friend recently messi- uh, asked me like, what does this 5G-E thing in my signal bar mean? And I'm like, oh, that just, it means absolutely nothing. I told them, <laughs> just continue using it like normal. They're like, okay, yeah, just it's just this marketing thing they did, I explained. Um, so 5G-E rolled out in my area as in everybody got the update to the signal, signal the new Signal uh, logo. Now, <laughs> I have a lot to say about the 5G e-icon, but I'll save that for later. Um, but no, there's no 5G in this market. It's not really, uh, the South Florida market is not a major market. Um, I mean, it's an important one, definitely. Like Miami is definitely an important market for wireless. Um, there's a very large metropolitan area in South Florida comprising of both Miami-Dade and Broward counties. Um, it's very I think it's probably I'm not sure next to maybe Orlando it's probably the biggest concentration of people in Florida Um, but no there's no 5G here there's 5G right now in I mean Verizon has 5G in Chicago when they first launched it with the Moto Mod is only the, 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 the Moto Z3 and the Moto Mod 5G is the only way you can get on it and you have to pay the extra $10 a month to access that 5G connectivity. And actually, um, on this topic, yesterday I wrote a story about a comment that the AT&T CEO made during AT&T's earnings call. And he said, uh, I would be surprised, if this is off the top of my head, I would be surprised if they didn't price 5G the same way as cable companies price internet at home, where you pay more for the speeds. And I'm just mm. like, Okay, I think t mobiles going to have something to say about that, for sure, because, you know, it's just, if 5G, okay, if AT&T does this and wants to charge, you know, the third internet tier for, you know, one gigabit speeds, let's say, on 5G wireless, you know, mm-hmm. then it just becomes a cable company at that point, because that's how cable companies charge. And you know, are we? St- and the question remains: Are we still going to be charged by gigabyte? Are we going to still going to be charged for data buckets, or is that going to be gone? And we're just going to be going off of speed tiers. So you're going to have the 5G connectivity, and then you're going to get the most basic, 50 megabit plan, because it's the cheapest <laughs> one. What's the point of 5G? You know, it's like we want to <laughs> give customers the advantage of it, and you're just going to do the same thing you were doing before, and just trying to charge for this. Okay, I understand. It costs a lot of money to set up a 5G network. And roll it out. I get that. T-Mobile um, has said that over the years, eventually, once they get five G running up and running, um, you know, it's going to cost less per gigabyte to offer to, the, to customers. You know, and they're going to gain more customers. You know, with this five G rollout, people are going to gain more customers, uh, even like at home broadband customers. Um, this whole five G thing is just a whole. It's gonna shake up cable industry, um, the TV industry, and the wireless industry as we know it, all three. Agreed, yeah, yeah agreed.
0: Since you're talking about internet speeds, what's your plan at home right now, like your internet broadband plan?
1: Actually, it's How much you It's a funny thing you mentioned that because I have to call Comcast to renew, <laughs> to renew my promotional plan. So <laughs> um, I have Comcast here, Xfinity, which we call it here in my area. Um, mm-hmm. Up until last year when I called, cause I was getting like literally 25 megs down and like five megs up, it was terrible. Oof. Um, I upgraded to something quicker and it's now I get 120 megs down and 20, it's no more than 20 megs up, which is better than what I had, but it's still not the fastest. I'm not in a very centralized area. It's not very heavily populated this way, but there tends to be people with more money in this area. People that are like, mm-hmm. you know, there's gated communities and all that's nicer area. But um, yeah, I, I, they've been slowly upgrading, you know, us to these like faster, you know, speeds. Hopefully, I, don't, I don't think we're gonna get gigabit anytime soon, in other words, um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I think Google Fiber, was rolling out in Tampa. I'm not even sure what Google Fiber is at right now, if they're still doing that, to be honest. Yeah, it, it
0: just exists. Somewhere, it just exists. it
1: exists somewhere, just not here.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how much are you paying monthly? Like, just an approximate? Sure,
1: uh, I think for, I mean, it's a, it's a home, because I work from home, so it's a home account. And I think we're paying, mm-hmm. a hun- I can't remember. I think it's honestly like 60 to 70 dollars a month. And do you have like a data bracket? Any data limitations? I think it's a soft cap, but we don't mm-hmm. we never reach it. I think it's like 500 gigs or something or yeah, 500 gigs or 100 or a terabyte. No, it's definitely not a terabyte. It's probably 500 <laughs> gigs, but we never reach it.
0: Huh. Yeah, 500 is more than enough.
1: I think so. It's, but um yeah, I mean it's something that Comcast has started doing Kind of recently, not really, Um, but I haven't, it hasn't been a problem for me anyway. Oh, so uh, I'm not going to flex here, but. (laughs) No, 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 please (laughs) do, because I want to know what you're getting over there.
0: So earlier, um, I was getting 50 down and 50 up, 50 Mbps down and 50 Mbps up. Okay. And I had no data limits and it was costing me, let me just convert. It was costing me $20 per month.
1: Okay, I would gladly pay that. Okay.
0: (laughs) So uh, now, I've upgraded my plan. So now my speed has been boosted to 100 megabits down and 100 megabits up. Same, uh, no data limits. Mm -hmm. And I'm paying less. Wow. (laughs) I'm paying $17
1: per month now. Wow. Okay. And this brings an interesting point. It's um, even in Bulgaria, the speeds are really fast. In, In Sofia, where... GSM Marina is based. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's because, um, you know, countries outside of the US, the US has a very old infrastructure.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, You know, since the days of DSL and just regular cable, Um, so when we upgraded to cable internet you know the speeds are limited because the infrastructure doesn't support it so they have to upgrade the infrastructure so it's just been more expensive to upgrade existing infrastructure than it has been to just lay out brand new cable which is what's been happening in India and what's been happening in Bulgaria you know Mm -hmm. um, maybe 3G wasn't widely available but 4G LTE is the number one now over there the United States is definitely behind in internet speeds and Mm -hmm. That's because of how old our infrastructure is, and that's just how it. And then you know we pay more because the USA capitalism, you know, that's just (laughs) what it is.
0: Oh man, I remember three G used to be so expensive, and now four G is pretty cheap. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Okay, mm -hmm. that's fine. Yeah. So if I recall on top of my head, um, hundred MB of three G data used to cost approximately five dollars. Just
1: 100, 100 MB of data on 3G. 600 MB of data. 600 MB of data on 3G. No,
0: 30. no, no, no. 100 MB. I said 100 MB. Oh,
1: 100 megabytes. Yes. <laughs> Was six. You said $6? Yeah. No, nah, uh, f- close to $4. Oh, four. Okay. Okay. Um, I remember when I had. Okay. And now I'm paying. Um, $5 for
0: uh, 1.5 GB of 4G data every day for the next three months. Hold on. $5. <laughs> so f- $5 for three months, and I'm getting 1.5 GB of 4G data every day. Man. And it, and it
1: doesn't carry over. I just get you, you, 1.5 Your, your counter restarts every day. Yes. That's correct. still a lot, though. One, one, 1. 1.5 gigs? I know. Yes, I know, right? Yeah, that's a lot. I should move. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> yeah, come else. Come on over, man.
0: <laughs> this is a perfect segue about food because um not sure if you saw that, but um, last month I had a burger which was like this big, bigger than my head, and it had a chicken patty which weighed 1.6 kilograms.
1: Okay. That's like four pounds.
0: <laughs> yeah. So just guess the price of that burger let me see if i still have the photo i must be having, but till then just guess the price okay like, so how much would it the, cost the ch- it was chicken you said or chicken okay yeah, so chicken, chicken 1. 6 it was
1: 1.6 kilos
0: yes it's a big just ass the chicken patty it's a big ass chicken yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the chicken patty like everything if you count like chicken patty and the chicken nuggets whatever they put inside okay the burger, okay just the um just the weight of the chicken they added that was 1.6 and calories. you
1: bought this where in india okay <laughs> okay. okay so yeah so just, what was just it guess the price was it what two dollars wait
0: how much is two dollars i don't know <laughs> uh, no <laughs> it's one point no 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 it's not that cheap are burgers that cheap in us
1: no not i mean just a mcdonald's but no yeah but guess dude it was bigger than my head if that was okay if that was a burger, here, a bigger-than-your-head burger, that would be at yes. least $25. Okay, let me just... <laughs> okay, okay,
0: okay, okay, okay. I get it. So, uh, I think I'm about to find the image, but that burger costed me $11.
1: Oh, okay, I thought it was... I was really low it. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, like $2, wait. Am I really thinking what you're saying? Like two dollars? No, like way <laughs>
1: off. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned pricing and food because I was I actually spent um, about a week in Peru last or this month earlier this month. I went back to my home country, um, even yeah, though yeah, yeah. so uh, I went um, and I went to my mom's hometown, and it's very poor. She's from a very poor town, and mm-hmm. they eat very cheap over there. I mean, both from necessity and just from like what they have available, because they don't have terribly much variety of food available. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would eat like, you know, a full meal for like eight Peruvian currencies, which is about $2.50. And they would have like, it came with like a starter, like an entry, and it was like a little, it was called papa rellena, which is a stuffed potato. And it was fried and then that came, and then after that was the plate, main plate had some chicken chunks and some rice and some potatoes and some uh, fried plantains. And uh, it was like two, it was super cheap, man. But the city though, I was there, I was there which is approximately, it's in Northern Peru, my mom's hometown. And to get there, you have to get on a plane 45 minutes from the capital city. And then you have to drive by land for two and a half hours. Um, but in the city, in the city, in Lima, in the capital city, oh man, things are getting expensive over there. Like, like almost here, expensive. Um, okay. Yeah, the economy is growing; it's getting more expensive, and there's a lot of Venezuelans too. A lot of Venezuelans are emigrating to near nearby countries in South America and Central America. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just you know that's just the, what, what's going on in Venezuela right now. Um, but yeah, so I just sent you the photo of the burger. You send it to me where? Check the DMs. Check the DMs, man. <laughs> Let me get up in those DMs. Hold on. Sent me a photo. That is a really big burger. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that looks delicious. I'm it act- was
0: delicious. So that burger is supposed to feed four to five people. Ooh. So so
1: you ate it yourself, right?
0: no (laughs) two more two more of my friends so three of us ate the burger which was meant for four to five people okay hey no no regrets it was nice (laughs) no regrets (laughs) no regrets at all (laughs) nice nice so since we had food talks let's segue back
1: into tech (laughs) yes let's do that i'm hungry right now
0: (laughs) oh same it's like 11 p.m and i did have lunch sorry dinner
1: <laughs> and i'm still hungry I'm like, oh. i had breakfast i had breakfast it's about 1 25 p.m over here we actually have a nine and a half hour difference between uh shimon and myself if you ask me i really wouldn't mind having breakfast right now <laughs> no you know what sometimes i just want breakfast like when i lived in new york with my partner we would on Thursday nights, we would have breakfast for dinner. Like we would just, I would just, I would love making breakfast. So I would just make eggs and cheese and ham and like, uh, what else do we have? Um, sometimes we make pancakes. Like we went all out on oh, Thursday nights. We just have, oh, let's have breakfast. Why, why not? Yeah, I love, yes. I love breakfast food.
0: Who doesn't love breakfast? Everybody loves.
1: Breakfast. <laughs> and pancakes, yes, pancakes. Oh man, I can only handle so many pancakes though. They have to be made right because if they're just one note, you get tired of them real quick. Yeah. Oh my okay. god. Oh my god. La- okay. So last thing about pancakes, I just saw on like a Tasty or like some Facebook video about these hu- this thick pancakes. They're this thick, like that, and <laughs> the- they use egg whites. They whip the egg whites into a meringue, basically. Mm-hmm. And then they mix that with the batter. And they, they, they fry like that. It's just a stack of like... like a, oh, it's like boy. a dollop. It's like a wallop on the pan. And you just flip it. And it's this thick. I'm just like, oh man. I got to surprise somebody with that one day. <laughs> but anyway, enough food because I'm really hungry. Let's get back to tech.
0: Just <laughs> like thick with double C's. <laughs> it's thick boy. Thick tech. Anyways. <laughs> thick tech. Well, if you see like Samsung Galaxy Fold is one thick smartphone. What do you think?
1: Galaxy Fold? Yeah, it's like double a uh, normal phone now when it's, it's closed. It's... Yeah. So, let's
0: take a bit from smartphones and let's talk about Tesla and their amazing electric vehicles. Sure. Have you ever driven
1: a Tesla before? So, it's actually funny. Um I've never driven one, but I just made a friend through a couple of um Potential business partners that I'm trying to start. We're trying to try to. We're trying to start a creative company. Um, he has a Tesla three, and I rode in it for the first time for any Tesla for the first time in like, like ever. Like uh, maybe a week ago, two weeks ago. Um, so I don't know too much about Tesla. I don't know too much about the tech. I know some of it, um, and I myself drive a three series BMW. The 2009, it's 10 years old now. And actually, I, I want to make a video about my 10 years with it. Um, it's still going strong. It has a lot of, you know, you need, you need, to, you need to take care of these things because they're very complicated machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. So how was the experience riding a Tesla? Oh, man. Um, honestly, I need to drive it. I don't want to be in, I don't want to be in the back, I was in the back seat, I I want to be, I want to drive it, and then I I can get back to you with that, Um, it was, the accelerator, I mean, my friend, my friend, my new friend's friend was driving it, so the owner wasn't driving it, and he just kept like, you know, accelerating, like, I'm just like, okay, that's cool, but how does it do turns, you know, Florida's very flat, so we don't have curved roads, we don't have hills, we don't have, you know, all we have is, all we have is highways, and um, local streets, and it's all grid. It's all grid, you know, like grid, grid, grid. Oh, like this. I see. Yeah. So it's very flat here. Um, so yeah, I want to take it. I want to drive it myself, um, and 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 get a, get some feedback on it. I drive a stick shift, so I'm always like, oh, I don't want to drive electric car because I can't, I can't have fun driving <laughs> it. you know? <laughs> yeah, same same hair, but still. So,
0: the legend goes like, if you can drive a car in India, you can drive anywhere in the world because it's so unpredictable here. Oh my gosh! So th- that's kind of a meme. Like Tesla autonomous driving cannot work in India because it cannot predict no what's going to happen. I can imagine. On the
1: road. I can imagine.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so that's why like I enjoy driving a manual car, but then sometimes I crave like, hey, considering the traffic and the uncertainties on the road, I would rather drive an automatic car. That
1: is, that is, I do agree with that. So where I live, it's not very crowded. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not really, I don't commute, so I'm not in rush hour traffic every day. So I'm good with my five, with my six speed, you know? <laughs> but if I was, <laughs> now if I was commuting every day and I was stuck for 45 minutes, you know, a lot of people's reality in this area, people commute for an hour, 30, 30, 45 minutes, at least 45 minutes to commute to work in traffic. But I'm over here complaining like it's the biggest deal in the world when you, you're in India and the traffic is probably way worse than over here. You guys have like 20, 20, 20 lanes going into like three lanes, I think. I don't know Oh no, that's China. Just kidding. That, 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 that was China. Yeah. <laughs> that's China.
0: <laughs> yeah, even I saw the picture I'm like, oh boy, that is bad. Yeah. 20 yeah. lanes merging into four. God, how does that even work? Uh, apart from the people in the middle four rows, how would the other 16 merge into it?
1: Damn. I think they just, they just all know where to move and they all know where to, how to not hit each other. I think here, here we drive too defensively because that's how we're taught and we, we follow all the rules to the T. So I just think, you know, on a highway when five lanes turn to four, there's a jam. When you know when one lane gets eliminated, it, there's a jam. You know, or when there's an exit oh lane, there's a jam. So, um, so it's just it's just completely different. I don't even know how they would merge from what twenty to four. I don't even. I can't even imagine <laughs> that. It's just when the lines are gone. When the lines are gone, it's anyone's game, right? You just you know just stick yourself in there, all right? <laughs>
0: So since this is an interesting topic, like you prefer driving stick shift, you won't even like go into automatic cars. But so what do you feel? Uh-huh. How, how do you feel about totally autonomous cars? Like you just hit destination A to destination B, and just you just sit in the car.
1: Um, it's interesting. I'm glad you bring this up because I've never actually discussed this with anybody before. It's making me think about stuff. So, um, mm-hmm. I like I enjoy driving. Now I say that because, like I said, I don't have a commute. I don't commute, but um, I don't know. I feel like I do enjoy driving, but it would be nice to be able to just let the car take over and just get me to where I'm going. I don't know. I guess I've never really, I've never really thought of that process. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think. Um, maybe once I spend more time with my friends, Tesla, I'll have a different opinion, but I actually, I can't form an opinion right now. I can't, I can't come up with one (laughs) right now, to be honest. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I have the same, um, schedule, you can say, like I don't commute. So whenever I do, it's like a short commute. Uh But, um, a few weeks ago I had a road trip of sorts where I had to drive for continuously four to five hours. Then I was like, oh, (laughs) where's my tesla oh my <laughs> god autonomous driving yeah. <laughs> because it's fine when the roads are empty yeah i mean you don't you're not stuck in a traffic at least you're moving mm-hmm. but suppose you get into a traffic jam stretch then you're like ah <laughs> this is taking a lot of time yeah i guess just uh uh-huh, go ahead in those moments you feel like okay i should have had an automatic car or an autonomous
1: driving some kind of assist so that you can rest mhm yeah and You know, there's even, like, there's some cars now that have, like, traffic assist. Like, you just let it, if you have cruise control on, you know, it'll keep, it'll at least keep you, like, like, you still have to keep the steering wheel. This is at its most basic. Um, You -hmm. still have to keep the steering wheel going, but it will keep your distance from the traffic in front of you, and it will even, like, break when it's, like, bump, like, we we call bumper-to-bumper traffic, you know, break and stop, Mm. break and stop, break and stop. So, yeah. Um, In its most basic feature, there's that, but I'm really missing my cruise control in my car right now. There's a problem that I have with my car that I haven't had cruise control for like three years that I have to get fixed. Um, Okay. So I was, I did drive to a nearby, I drove to Orlando uh, three weeks ago uh, with my car and my foot started hurting from just holding it on the gas pedal. So in that sense, yeah, (laughs) in that sense, I'm just like, uh, I need to get this cruise control fixed. I want to take my car across the country one day, like all the way across the country one day. I don't know when, but. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, my gosh. I've done it once. I've done a cross-country road trip. Not with my car, a rental car. And we had a Mm -hmm. friend and with one of our Swedish friends and Marvin and myself. And it was so much fun. It was 18 days. And we filmed all of it and i have all the footage sitting in my hard drive and i have to sort through it and <laughs> do something with it <laughs> i can't wait to get any like to get it like sorted and like make something with it it's a lot of really cool footage a lot of spots we hit up yeah but sounds and, pretty interesting yeah but anyway let's let's talk about um, tesla um, mm-hmm. so they had an autonomy day which was the first time they opened up you know analysts and first time they invited an analysts to come and talk about like, you know, the future of autonomous driving and what um, concepts they have and what uh, technological innovations that they've come up with in order to make autonomous driving closer and closer to a reality.
0: Mm -hmm. So did you check out the video which um, Elon posted?
1: That Uh, was nice. Yes. So you were talking about the one with the drive? Yeah. Okay, yes, I did. I did see that. It was really cool. It's, you know... Um he just put the destination which I think was just a loop. It was just like it was going back to where he came from. But he'd put a destination with a route and hit go and then he just sat there and it just went all the way. <laughs> it was just it was crazy that you could just like yeah, do yeah. that now. Like it's the 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 possibility is there now. Like imagine ten years ago you told somebody, oh cars are gonna drive themselves, it'd be like yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> if it happened today i would still
0: have some kind of hesitation like hey i cannot let the steering wheel go (laughs) i need to hold at least one part of it like i need to have some manual control yeah but then yeah who knows in the next five ten years i might be sitting in a totally autonomous car who knows
1: i don't know man i mean my car is getting old and i'm really like drawn to the idea of a tesla just because mm-hmm. of the tech that's involved, and just because it's it's the, it's it's the future, no doubt about it. It's the future, um, and uh, you know I still pay for gas <laughs> like anybody else. <laughs> um, but I think I mean I'm I'm not even complaining because I think U.S. has really cheap gas compared to a lot of places. But um, yeah, I mean eventually you know these cars will be obsolete, and yeah, it's it's gonna be. It's, it's the future now. It's the future now.
0: Yeah. So even um, how Tesla reported that they lost $702 million in the last quarter. That's right. But if you see, they're still pretty ahead in the competition, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I think they said that their deliveries were declining. Uh, I guess interest in the car or just people that are buying the car are getting their, you know, they're getting deliveries and they're starting to decline. But I think... Tesla needs to start offering a lease option. And I think if and when they do that, they will get more interested people who don't want to commit to buying this car because maybe it's a first in, because of how early it's, it really is a beta product. A Tesla today is a beta product. They're gonna have issues. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have, you know, stupid designs. Like I follow, I follow, uh, I don't know if you follow Quinn Nelson on on yeah, Twitter. Um, he, he runs a channel, YouTube channel, Snazzy Labs, and he has a Tesla Three. And he talks. I love how he rants. I love the guy when he rants. Yes. And he talks about how <laughs> terrible the trunk design is when there's water sitting on the trunk, and he opens it. The water runs down, splashes on the window, and then runs back down and splashes right into the trunk. And how yeah, it's I
0: a, saw that video, and I, and I was like, "What? They didn't think
1: of?" Why that? didn't like <laughs> like my car has a channel? below the window that routes the water around and down the sides of the trunk Mm -hmm. so um yeah it's it's those little things that tesla will eventually get better and better when they think about those things but you know it's still early on and i think yeah if tesla offers a lease option like maybe a one-year two-year three-year lease option people would be more interested in like oh i'm I'm down to try a Tesla for three years, you know, but um, maybe that's Something not the route. not you mention that because,
0: uh-huh. I, if I recall correctly, they introduced the lease options for Model 3 just a few days ago. Oh,
1: no way. I'm over here talking shit. I don't even know what's going on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and if I recall correctly, even uh, Marcus's
1: Model S is a lease vehicle, if I recall correctly. Okay. Tesla leasing, competitive leasing. If these do not benefit yeah. you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, there's yeah, 10,000, 12,000, and 15,000 annual mileage options. Um, dang. Okay. <laughs> if you want to lease a Model S, it's $7,500 down. If you want to lease a Model 3, it's $3,000 down, which it's about right for a, you know, um, for a lease. And then, okay, so let's, here, let me put this into my, let's calculate what my monthly payment would be. I'm just curious. (laughs) And why, I can't, it doesn't let me. Fix your website, Tesla, why can't I put my zip code? (laughs) What's going on? So let's jump into OnePlus. Are you going for the OnePlus 7 launch event? Yes, I'm going to the OnePlus 7 launch event in New York on May, was it May 14th? 14th, yes. Mm -hmm.
0: And I'll be going for the one happening in Bangalore. Same event, uh, different place. It will be it will be 8:15 p.m. for me because all three launches are happening. Simultaneously. Are they
1: happening simultaneously? Oh wow! Yes. So if it's at 8:15 your time, then it's at uh, I can't do it right now. <laughs> it's at like <laughs> I think it's like at 11 a.m. Yeah, yeah, on the, way, on the east m. coast. Post. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be amazing.
0: I heard that Carl is coming to Bangalore. I'm not sure if he's going to be in New York or something.
1: I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Did he go to? I don't. I, think I don't remember if he was at the OnePlus t launch in. Because uh, I was at the I was at the 60 launch. I don't remember if I saw him or not. Uh,
0: because I recall reading a thread in uh, OnePlus forums, where they mentioned like, "Hey, you'll be, you'll be getting to meet Carl Pei over there." It was for fans, But I'm like, "Hey, wait, <laughs> Carl is coming to Bangalore. Oh, that's great." Have you met
1: him personally? Oh my gosh, it's so funny. I've been to, uh, I've been to a OnePlus, I've been to two OnePlus parties. One in, um, one in Vegas after CES, not this past CES, the previous one. And then I, and then um, at the Berlin one for this last IFA, I was also as well. And the opportunity was there so many times and I didn't meet him. Like he, he was like in my vicinity, like, a lot of the time, talking to people I know, but, um, you know, it, it'll happen, I'm sure. I'm sure that I'll get to meet him, but I haven't, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting him yet.
0: I met him once, and it was like a closed-door meet-up with select group of people. Okay. It was around the launch of OnePlus 5, okay. and 5T was about to launch sure. like, in a few months. Mm-hmm. And then, Carl uh, is really down-to-earth. He's a very humble guy. And we have never met before and he recognized me. Oh, you're Shimon, right? Like what? <laughs> like, hold up. How do you recognize me? I mean if he if
1: you covered his if you covered OnePlus, he's probably seen you. Like he's probably did I do OnePlus videos? No. Did I? No. No. No, I don't think I have. Maybe maybe hands on.
0: I have interacted with him on Twitter, so I like Okay, hey, I've seen you on Twitter, like, oh boy. <laughs> it's pretty commendable, like. If you can, like, if you had an interaction with someone and then you can recognize them, right, right, it was commendable. And we had a good chat about how Oxygen OS is evolving and all. It was more about like OnePlus Five and like, okay, we had a good chat. Sure, that's awesome. Um. (laughs) So talking about OnePlus Seven and Seven Pro, I heard only OnePlus Seven Pro is coming to US. That's correct, right?
1: So I heard that as well. I don't know if that's correct. But based on the market here, that would make the most sense. Um, Because, and this is something interesting about the U.S. market. First of all, OnePlus made it to T-Mobile. OnePlus sells phones in T-Mobile stores, which is a huge deal for OnePlus. And any Chinese phone maker in general, it's a big deal. Um, So, you know, if, if someone's trying to choose between a Samsung phone and an iPhone and Maybe an LG phone. I don't know. Um, then, if they see one phone that costs like two hundred dollars less, they're like, "What's wrong with it? Like, why is it co- why is it so cheap?" You know. <laughs> so, so it makes and, and it makes sense. And this is what Pixel. This is what Google did with the Pixel as well. It makes sense. I mean, not in the same scenario, but what I mean is, you want in the United States, you want your devices to be priced in a way that they compete with similarly priced devices or more expensive devices and because most people are in the US are going to buy this likely through T-Mobile um, they're not you know it's going to be paid on a monthly basis and not outright people here don't really buy their phones outright very much unless they're very tech savvy or smart buyers which there's not a lot of down here so um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, you know, it's just the U.S. consumer uh, market behavior is just like that. But yeah, the rumor is that the 7 Pro would be coming here and not the regular one. Um, maybe they, they'd rather sell the cheaper one in other markets where OnePlus is more prevalent and OnePlus is, has much more success. And that makes sense. Um, you know if they want to present themselves to the US market let's say for example I'm not saying this I don't even know if this is true let's say for example at and wants to make a deal with OnePlus as well they're going to want to sell their you know their top-of-the-line product and not like you know not the not the $500-$600 um, price version so um, I think it makes sense for OnePlus to do that strategy in the US and, um, and yeah, that's about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My conspiracy theory is like the only reason they have one 7 is because just to counter the backlash, it, at least in Indian market, they're like, oh, OnePlus 7 Pro is so expensive. Why is it so expensive? Then we're like, oh, hey, here's the normal priced OnePlus phone, <laughs> which is the OnePlus 7. And even if you look at it, OnePlus 7 is not a bad upgrade. Like It might look same as OnePlus plus sixty. But, hey, you're getting next-gen specs. And if you want something really special, really extra, hey, you have one the 7 Pro.
1: Interesting you mentioned that. The, the 7 Pro, now, The Verge talked to uh, Carl Pei about... No, no, they talked to Pete Lau. Oh, I'm sorry. No, yes, you're right. Pete Lau. They talked to Pete Lau about the, um, about the, the next OnePlus. And all he said was that it's going to be an extraordinary... Off the top of my head... It's gonna be an amazing looking screen, an amazing looking display. That's gonna. And he said that he was super. Uh, what was it? He said. <laughs> he said yeah, that. He said that they, they spent a lot of money in R&D. That's true. That's true. They said that they spent three times what they spent on panels in previous years on this display. Mm-hmm. So the panel alone is gonna be the I guess the selling point of this. One 7 Pro and we don't know specs about it yet we don't know what it's going to look like we only seen teasers of the display literally looking like a like a corner of this of a a phone so is Mm -hmm. this display going to be literally you know all the way to the curve of the of the phone you know that's what the teaser that's what I think Mm -hmm. the teaser conveys you know but the other more interesting part is the supposed 90 hertz refresh rate of the display which is a big deal for displays in the smartphone world because currently the only smartphones to have these high refresh rate displays are gaming phones like the asus rogue phone and the um the uh, the razer phone and the razer phone 2 both of them have you know higher Mm -hmm. refresh rates and it makes a huge difference so so different if, yeah. So if OnePlus manages to make a really nice-looking display, it'll push the entire industry to make you know better displays on their smartphones. But the downside to that is it's going to push costs further up, and mm-hmm. you know smartphones are getting more expensive and more expensive. Do we really need another reason to make it even more expensive for something that we don't really need? But we would like, you know, <laughs> it's like <laughs>
0: <laughs> We being tech enthusiasts, we're like, oh, yeah, what's the next big thing? Right? <laughs> we, need, we need something nice. And
1: then you think about, oh, it's expensive. But, you know, that's just yeah. the way it is this right is, now.
0: Yeah. So personally, I don't really like curved screens. I would rather have a flat screen. What about you? Do, do you prefer flat? Screens I prefer a flat
1: screen. Yeah. I mean, I've been using before. So I was using the, View, the Honor View 20 for a while. Oh, that was a nice one. Um, yeah, it's a nice phone. I reviewed it and I did a long term review and the gestures are so much easier to do because it has the gestures from the edge for the back and it was doing it right from the edge of the screen. It was so much easier to grab that than to like kind of you have to kind of reach down and curve upwards with the curve to get on the mate 20 Pros mm-hmm. cur- dual curve display. So um, yeah, I think in practical terms I do prefer a flat display. Um, also because like the curves just add that weird tint on the edges of the screens when watching video. Yeah, really. I don't, it doesn't bother me, but it's there. It's there when you're like, oh yeah, it's there. I forgot about it. Uh, whatever. And then you just forget if it's there again. That, you know? that OCD person in me always
0: spots that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But I do like that the curve display makes the f- footprint smaller, but that's about it for the curve display for me.
0: What do you think about the
1: Pop-up camera. So I have have had no experience with any pop-up cameras. Oh, really? No, no, I haven't. I haven't had any here. Um, So the Mm -hmm. the next S, you know, Oppo. I mean, who who Mm -hmm. right now makes pop-up cameras, or at least Oppo, just Oppo, Vivo, Oppo Vivo. uh,
0: And hey, they are the sister companies of OnePlus. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right. So Oppo Vivo. I mean, that's. Two yeah, brands that the don't ever ones. come here.
0: So, I mean, they... they and if you if, if you take Samsung into consideration, then maybe the A80, which launched recently. It's not a pop-up camera, but still, it just swivels on the back. Did oh, that's see, right. I did, did see that. that.
1: I did see that, but I don't. I haven't seen it in person. So, I have yeah, no... Same I think I played very briefly with the Nex S back when I was in Bulgaria at the office. But other than that, that's it. I mean... The pop-up, the whole pop-up thing is a nice idea for a full display with no bezels, but the only downside is durability, you know, how long is this going to last, yes. there's no water p- protection or ingress protection, if, if I drop it, is this mechanism going to stop working, um, <laughs> you know, that's that's the only concern I have about these pop-up camera, periscope mechanism, whatever you want to call it.
0: Yeah, same thing like um, already OnePlus phones don't have an official IP rating They just say like hey, it's flash proof, it's water resistant, but don't drop it in water (laughs) And OnePlus 7 Pro since it has a mechanical part like the pop-up camera thingy I think it's going to be a bit fragile, but I'm interested to see how they tackle the fragility part of the phone That's going to be interesting considering it will have curved screen so There are more points of fragility in the screen, and the pop-up camera. But hey, you're getting a third extra camera, so that's cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, what direction these uh, pop-up mechanized cameras um, go in in the future for smartphones.
0: Yeah, because full display looks really nice. Like, even in the Honor View 20, the punch hole is really small. The Honor
1: View 20 looks really nice. Yeah. Yes.
0: And... I used the Apex I mean the Next S it looked really nice the full display
1: thing yeah. oh boy that was nice so so what do you so, think about in-display scanners
0: I haven't used one specifically like uh, for my personal use I've only used it at like hands on areas and all it seemed fine I would still rather have a capacitive fingerprint scanner
1: I agree I agree with you on that it's um in-display scanners are not as accurate, not as reliable, not as consistent. It's just like, are you really solving a problem or creating a new one? you know um, yeah I, I I like the rear mounted thing. I'm using the fingerprint scanner on this um, on this uh, on the G eight and it works pretty well. Um, Do you really need it? You have hand ID man. <laughs> I forgot about hand ID. <laughs> <laughs> and face unlock this, this one also does face unlock with the TOF sensor and it makes you do it makes you register your face like an iPhone like you doing all of this also so it's um, it's interesting um, the approach since,
0: since you mentioned face unlock you know uh, in Vivo V15 Pro it has a pop-up selfie camera oh man if you use face unlock on that phone it's super fast like instant the camera just rises up Boop, boop, and you're done yeah I, I was thinking like maybe it's just faking it i tried it with like some other faces and all it's accurate, it's accurate. oh my god
1: did you see um the nokia the, the nokia 9 <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, unlocking with a pack of gum <laughs> yeah with the yeah, yeah with the pack of chewing gum yeah
1: that was hilarious oh <laughs> no what is nokia doing i was so excited for that phone and then i made a hands-on that did really well and i was just hyping it up so much like, oh my god it's gonna be the best camera ever i can't wait to try it and then i didn't get it a unit but my the office did and then my colleague says mm. to me like i have bad news about the nokia 9 and i'm like what are you talking about and uh, apparently there's a limitation that you can't take photos if the battery's below 50 percent wait what i didn't hear that. that's what that, i'm not sure if that's a real limitation or if that was like a pre-production limitation but that's what he told me um don't quote me on that because i'm not 100 sure because i didn't have the unit but it was just weird limitations and said the camera wasn't as amazing as it thought out to be maybe software updates will fix it but as i said i don't have the unit in hand so i can't speak off personal experience for the nokia 9 mm-hmm. but anyway um going back really quick to the to the oneplus 7 pro um okay so the other thing is the uh pricing for the seven pro is rumored to be at seven hundred euros. And that's a significant step up from the five hundred and seventy-nine I don't know about five sixty. Was it five sixty? No, no, no. I'm saying one plus sixty. Oh, oh, oh I thought you said five sixty. I'm like, oh I'm wrong. Wait, okay. No, so yeah, yeah. The one plus six T in the States starts at five seventy-nine because they don't have the six gig model anymore. They have only the eight gig 128. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a significant step up but I was actually expecting more based on how he said they were going to price it saying Mm -hmm. that it was going to be competing against the top competitors Um, but I think that 700 I think that's a pretty good price if they consider that it's going to be a premium phone I wonder if there's going to be English protection on it at all is it going to be water resistant at all I don't know Um, I don't but, you know, that I think that's a pretty good price point for me. Uh, what do you think about this yeah. €700 Euro price point?
0: Same thing. Like, I was expecting it to, like, match with Samsung Galaxy S10 and, like, iPhone, not literally iPhone, but, yeah, above the, all those premium segment smartphones. But this is still a significant cut from those. Like, it's lower than the entry-level Samsung Galaxy S10e. If I recall
1: correctly. The S10e here is $750. Uh, I, and not, this is... In Europe, I think it's more. It must be more. Oh. I'm not sure what but it is. But still,
0: it's 750 right? So okay. So it's still less.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, it is less. And, and the 750 price point is also the iPhone 10R, which is going to be undercutting mm-hmm. it as well. Um, and that's the premium
0: mid-range smartphones. <laughs> not exactly mid-range, but yeah, that's the cheaper flagship alternative. And for that price, like even lower than that price, you're getting a pro variant of seven plus. Wait, one plus seven. <laughs> <laughs> seven plus, seven plus, that's yeah. it. <laughs> seven plus it is. <laughs> so yeah, so undercutting that premium mid-segment uh, prices of 10R and S10e, you're still getting a pro version of one plus seven, which is pretty nice in my opinion.
1: Yeah, that's true because, um, so, the, so the rumors for the entry level one plus seven pricing is they're saying it's gonna uh there's no speculation for it right now but um i mean it's definitely gonna be more than the one plus 6t which is like five something right now so i would think that 650 maybe Mm -hmm. less maybe 630 640 might be a good starting point for the one plus seven um what do you think if it is uh 599 $5.99? 599 that actually would be better way more competitive for sure mm-hmm. um but i don't know what kind i mean i don't know i wonder what they're going to do with the seven and what specs the sevens and a half over the seven pro how much was
0: how much was the mclaren edition priced at
1: uh, i have to check again um mm-hmm. like i think it was it wasn't too much more was it it was definitely not 800 it was like 699 i think okay
0: so just for comparison, like the base model of 160 over here was 38,000 rupees. I will have to convert it, <laughs> but um, in comparison, the McLaren edition is 51,000 rupees. Mm, let me just convert it real quick. Oh boy, so 38, so uh, it was 540 dollars. For base sixty, and uh, for McLaren, it was seven twenty five dollars.
1: Seven twenty five. Okay, yes. that sounds about right for here too. But I I don't see it here on the website. I don't know why. I don't see it. I think it, I wrote a story about it. It's probably on there. I mean, I reviewed that. Did I, I did review it. I took. I have this phone. I have the McLaren edition. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I have it somewhere. Um, okay, it's six, It's 699
0: Yeah, I think it will be priced lower than the McLaren Edition because McLaren Edition had the maxed out storage options, right? 10 gigs of RAM? Yeah.
1: Or it no, it was maxed out. It was 10 and 256.
0: Personally, I think 64 gigs or maybe 128 is enough for me, at least. Because everything is in the cloud.
1: That's true. Nowadays, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like to have the option of 128, but I really don't think I need more than 64.
0: Yeah, same. Here.
1: Hey, better than having 16. Oh my gosh. <laughs> having, your, having like only 4 gigs for, for apps <laughs> or something. That was really bad. The dark times. <laughs> people, who still, people are still buying eight gigabyte, 8 gigabyte. Oh my gosh. I used to work at Samsung in Best Buy, mm-hmm. and people used to come with me like, what's wrong with my phone? And it was a samsung phone and i'd be like oh you need a new one this has only eight gigs of you can't do anything with this it was eight gigs of storage and it was like two <laughs> years old already it was like the galaxy grand something oh boy yeah <sighs> I, Oof. yeah so i'm just like oh you should just get a new phone right behind me this is the s6 right now like whatever came out at the time um <laughs> <laughs> that ooh. was that was really fun my mic so okay on. so let's okay.
0: So, so to just wrap things
1: up sure Where can people find you on the internet? Um, Well, you can find me at uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Ricky V Tech, R-A-C-K-Y-V-T-E-C-K. And you can find me on YouTube. I occasionally, I don't do as many as, uh, I don't do as many videos as the other guys, but um, I'm also do um, video for GSM Arena. So you can go to GSM Arena's YouTube channel and you can find me there as well. Um, yeah, but I'm always on Twitter. I I also, I'm on Instagram. I like to uh, post to the gram uh, regularly. So, I'm also on Facebook, but I don't use it as much. I have a Facebook uh, page for myself, but I'm starting to update that now. So, if you're on Facebook, you can find me by searching Ricky VT. And yeah, uh, just hit me up if anything. I don't know. Like, I'm not talking to the viewers right now, it's the listeners. Like, I like to interact with people on, on Twitter. So if you have a question about a phone or want an opinion on something, like, hit me up. I'm down. I'm down to, like, have a conversation.
0: It was amazing talking with you and discussing all things.
1: It was really interesting. I hope you had fun. Well, thank you, Shimon. I had a lot of fun. It was great talking to you. I'm glad that we had, we were able to interact like this. I haven't really, since we really met, like, the first time we met was the only time we ever saw each other. And that was, like, a couple of years ago now, at least two years yes. ago now. Um, yes. <laughs> now, uh, when we met for the uh, HTC U11 launch in Taiwan. Yeah, that was that was a good experience. That was that was my that was my first trip outside of the Americas. Like my first, I'd never even been to Europe at that point. First trip to Asia. Ah. First trip outside of the uh, United of the not the United States. I've been to like South America and and uh, Caribbean, but um, first time mm-hmm. out of the Americas, it was really interesting yeah i was i loved it i want to go back to taiwan so bad it was so awesome oh same here i want to go back i (laughs) want to go back to i was like no why is htc doing not doing the same thing anymore i'm glad that we got that experience though. that was like the first and maybe last time that they did a media tour like that yeah because it was their
0: 20th anniversary yeah
1: well shimon i had a great time thank you for having me and um you know i'm just a tweet away message away whenever I'm down to be on here again. Just, you know, I I, I'm, I love it. It's just, uh, you know, whatever. Just
0: hit me up. Yes, let's do it again sometime soon. Definitely. And that's it, folks. That's all for this week's episode. I hope you liked it. And if you did, like, share, subscribe, do your thing. And if you have any questions or comments, constructive criticisms, let me know. Just tweet at me. It's at ShimonIPS. That is M O N I P S. And hey, new feature alert. Now you can even send me voice messages via Anchor. So if you're using Anchor on your phone, tablet, (laughs) PC, web browser, anywhere, you can send me a voice message. So it'll be like, hey, I can reply back to your messages, questions, anything in the next episode. So yeah, that's a pretty neat feature. Make use of it and reach out to me. That's going to be fun. All right, folks, I'll see you in the next episode.